morning and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. I'm James Hancock and I'm joined by Rhonda Brighton-Hall. Great to be here. And also another one of our awesome WIRE teammates, Suzanne Gavrilovich. Welcome again, Suzanne. Thank you, James. Uh, You are up to podcast number two. I am. After the snow, welcome back. Thank, thank you for thank you for coming back. Thank you. <laughs> great, great to be here both at my and at the podcast. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's I great will... to have you here at the podcast and at my. And thank here you. is the twenty dollars I promise you. <laughs> uh, now look, today let's get to the serious business. We're going to talk. At least about... it's above minimum wage. Uh, that's right. We'll get to minimum wage in a second. But to talk today, we're going to talk all about people and culture, HR, if you prefer and how to really rethink this function in your business. Whether you're in the HR profession, whether you're running a business, there are some big changes coming through, and we want to talk about the why and the how to take this really important function forward. Before we do that though, minimum wage, let's have a chat about Deliveroo. Rhonda, take us away. Okay, Deliveroo, new case. It's just hit the news in the last couple of days. So Deliveroo, yeah. Canberra guy, he's an mm. office worker by day, Deliveroo at night mm. uh, for some extra cash. Yep. He's earning $8.50 a delivery. And after a while, he does the maths backwards and sort of yep. goes, yeah, given the number of hours I've been working, mm-hmm. I think I'm earning $10.50 an hour. Right. And he's in his 30s, so he's a grown-up, and he's got minimum wage for a grown-up is $18.93, mm-hmm. and he's currently earning $10.50, so he's gone, I'm off to court. Yep. And the discussion is following the Fedora case, which, you know, only a couple, little couple of months ago or two mm. months ago or so. Yeah, recent. Yeah. Uh, very similar issue where people are arguing, oh, no, 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 you're a contractor and that's why you just earn whatever contract you agree to yep. as opposed to you're an employee and you earn a minimum wage. So he's off to court. He's saying, I am an employee. I deserve minimum wage and watch this space and see what happens. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is clearly a gap in the gig economy, a few cases coming and it yeah. seems like frequency coming up, so there needs to be a, a landing. Um, but what are, it make, gets us thinking about what the baseline rules are for the average worker in this. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, Tr- especially for these lesser skilled jobs. This is, mm. I think, a, a, a goldmine for lawyers, but before that, someone probably ought to solve it. Mm. Yeah, totally agree. So that's delivery and minimum wage. But today we're going to talk about getting the people and culture function right in the organisation. And we have to start by saying this is a function that we love. Yes. Yeah, we should start there. It's not doomsday. (laughs) doomsday. And and we have to make that really clear. We do love not only the function, but the possibilities and potential of the function and how important it is that it does great work at the moment. So let's start with that and back to the agenda. Perfect. So we do have a little bit of an agenda to keep us on course. So we're going to talk about three things. First one, what does people and culture need to deliver? Second, what are the big gaps right now? And thirdly, what are some of the big questions you could ask about your function right now to get it right? So to kick off, what does people and culture need to deliver? I think it's a short list of really important things. So the first one is must be compliant to the law. So minimum wage, national employment standards, uh, modern award. There's a bunch of things that have been put in place, anti-discrimination laws to say these things get us a baseline of fair treatment in the workplace. Everyone has to deliver them. Your people and culture functions should be at a minimum keeping you compliant to those. Yep. And so sort of absolutely to the point of some of those laws to keep people um, safe is the idea of fair treatment um, and psychological safety. So people go home as well or better than they arrived in the workplace. Yep. Which goes to... And part of that is about having a great experience when you're at work. So yep. people actually want to come and spend their day with you. Yeah, that's yeah. a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> 
that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it already. Yeah. And from that, yeah. uh, so everything's compliant and in good shape and people actually want to turn up to work with you, which is pretty important. You, then you've got to have a bit of a plan for the future. And I think the people and culture function is charged with what's our plan? What are we trying to do? Who's the people who can do that work? Where are they? Have we got them? Can we develop our team for the future? So we're a bit of a future phase. How do we get the people piece right for the future? And part of that future plan is how we line up our workforce with society and, you know, have a nice diverse workforce and be open to new experiences. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep. And I reckon most important, nice. and, we've, and we've covered a good amount of it, is loving the business and get people loving it too. And there's a few things yeah. in that. And we, I could just go straight back to the Happy Workers Report uh, from a couple of years back now, but I think it's absolutely still reigns true about purpose, relationships, and the agency we have in the workplace. Yeah, it does. And it also frames up where people and culture sits. Yep. Because what we should be doing is talking about that. Yep. Uh, as opposed to, no, no one ever says, you know, I love my job because of the fabulous performance culture yeah. process we have. Yeah. Like no one says Or I'm that. in love with that policy. Yeah. I've never heard someone oh, say that except the author. Yeah, the questions we ask in interviews are something special. Like that's not where people yeah. love their job. They love yeah. their work. Yeah. And so loving the business, the impact it can have, what it does, really important. I love that call out. Makes sense. So that's uh, part one. Next one, uh, what's going wrong? What are we doing wrong in people and culture now? So policing. <laughs> Long <laughs> Long yeah, yeah. controlling <laughs> policies. Yeah. So... We don't want HR people to be the police in the organisation. That's not their function. Yeah. No, that's true. It's not helpful. Totally agree. My favourite, best practice, uh, <laughs> yeah. is not always the right practice. I think we're always going, what's, what's other, what are other people doing? And same, same. And comparing within our industries and stuff, opposed to thinking deeply about what would work for employees, what would work for leaders in the organisation, what does the organisation actually need from what we're doing? And making that feel as easy as it possibly can within the context, opposed to copying my neighbour. Yeah, I I love the fact you talk about that. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, it is it is right practice for the organisation. It's so important. So, yeah. um, I think the next one that I'd say is going wrong is that they we used to have this thing all the time. People would walk and say, "Oh no no no, I'm not a people person. I'm a business person." Mm. Like you can be both. Yeah, a business is usually just a large group of people hanging out so you can be both i think it's important you are and people are by definition we're pretty messy yeah but the good side of being pretty messy is that if you treat people well they'll surprise you and they'll do better than you ever expected and they'll come good when you thought they wouldn't and Mm. all sorts of things so sometimes that people and culture function is about understanding the human condition and understanding the potential of people and looking after them when their lives get a bit crazy and messy, but at the same time, mm. being seeing the upside when they surprise you and really leap up. Yeah, and I, and I love that one of, uh, you know, I'm a people person, that's why I'm in HR, or, you know, business person doesn't say that. I don't think they're that separate. <laughs> I think they're heavily intermingled, but you hear it all the time. They have now, to be which intermingled. Is, you've got to be intermingled. <laughs> so the next one uh, that I think is important is about the fact that HR often hangs out and talks HR with HR and we just sort of chat amongst ourselves opposed to get out really close to the business, whatever that is. And then maybe comparing from there when we've got that. I think we're a bit self-referenced and pat ourselves on the back. And that leads to that disconnection from the business, which drives one of my parents. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Disconnection from the business, disconnection from the people just hanging out together. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think All on on one floor, you know? Yeah. It's the one thing I dread doing the maths on is how many hours have I spent sitting in rooms talking to other HR people about HR? It's like, I don't want to do the maths because it's going to be sad. (laughs) Yeah. So, best we don't do the maths. Too theoretical, not practical when that happens, I think. 
Absolutely. Yeah, theoretical and also, so, as you said, self-reference. You just mm. talk about your own stuff to yourselves as yeah. opposed to say, is it useful? Does it work? Yeah. Does anyone want to use it? This is yeah. a much more important question. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we made and it finally, to question three. Can I, can I add one <laughs> yeah, thing? Okay, go the on. other one is not delivering. I, You know, the yeah. number of times yeah. that we're working with a client or a CEO or a chair or something, and the conversation about HR is <clears throat> they have lots of plans and ideas. They're very clever. But don't deliver things. Yeah. And I think you have to actually do something. You can't just explain, oh, I work in the people space. It's really great. It's quite difficult, so I can't deliver. You actually have to do something that makes a difference. Yeah. And yeah, get up in the morning and do something. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really important thing that's yeah. going a bit wrong sometimes when people have very illustrious plans, yeah. but yeah. not really delivering anything useful. Yeah, you'd be better trying something and getting it wrong, right, than just sitting there thinking about what you could do. Yeah, or do something small. Yeah, Do totally. something bite-sized that someone goes, oh, thanks. That's yeah. actually helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So sorry I jumped the gun there, but let's go to question three. <laughs> no, I just wanted no, to add that last one. It's critical. <laughs> um, so with those couple of uh, questions in mind, what are a few challenges or questions we could ask ourselves today to get people in culture right? I, th- I think there's a couple, and we always think about the whole topic um, yeah. in swim lanes. And yeah. so we put these questions in swim lanes too. So the first question is, what difference is people in culture or HR yep. making for employees? Yep. Yep. And going back to the policing, so beyond policing, the policy um, or checking, what 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 are people actually checking with the um, with the business? What they need. Yeah. Yeah. So what what are they doing for employees? Yep. And then the second part of that, as Suzanne just described perfectly, <laughs> is what support are we giving leaders? Yes. So you're asking leaders to do all these complicated jobs, as well as their normal day job to run the business, but yep. all these complicated things, what support are we giving them other than placing the policies and what have you? Yeah, and it would come through to the last one, which is how is your organisation better off? So they're the three kind of swim lanes you referenced. Yep. Employees, how does it work for employees? What do they need? Probably should be light touch, given no one goes, I really want that great, HR practice to take up my whole week. I want to go, I want to do this job and I want that to work well. And if it helps me find a great employee to work with, a great colleague, understand what they need a bit better, move forward, build momentum, that's great. If it's supporting me as a leader to do that and enable and support my team, awesome. And then as an organization, how's it helping us move to the further, to the future? irrespective of that direction. I think, yeah. that, I think and that's kind of cool. I think that's, and they're really, really good questions. And if you're in a HR job or a HR leader job, yeah. sitting down and saying, you know, by yourself or with your team, if you want to talk to HR. <laughs> just briefly, not too long. Um, you got to do a bit of that. Like, don't just not, don't stop talking to each other following the podcast, but just a bit of both. Just keep it short. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't carry away. But it's, I think if you sat down and said, what are we doing for employees? And you could list out two, three things that mattered, that actually made a difference. Yeah. What are we doing for leaders? Two, three things. Yeah. And how is the organization better off because we're here? Two, three things. And if they were really valuable, yeah. I reckon they're the right questions and the right assessment of yourself. Yeah. Sounds good. Love yeah. it. Makes sense. Awesome. I reckon we're nearly at time for today. Thank you very much. Rhonda and Suzanne for coming back. You're welcome. What are we going? <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> Thank you. What are we talking about next week? We're going to talk about mental health and well-being, uh, based on the fact that next week we're actually speaking at the Wellbeing um, Conference in Brisbane on Monday and Tuesday, yep. which looks awesome. like a superb conference. Yep. And then there's cool. another conference um, in Sydney on exactly the same topic, which is another big conference on mental well-being, and we're speaking on that at the end of September. And what it's given us access to is some amazing people on this topic. So it's not just sort of brown bag lunches, but actually mm. a much, much different way of looking at 
mental health and, and the importance of workplace to mental health. So I know, mm. James, you went to an event yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I did. You got yeah. some great ideas as well. Yeah, the CEO of Mental Health Australia and just some amazing data points. There's another survey coming out. Just can't wait to see uh, how that looks and yeah. always love data points, of course. So we'll look forward to that because I mm. think that will be a really good topic and we'll bring as much as we possibly can of the really yeah. current stuff to you. Yeah. So look forward to that. Sounds good. And we should do one last plug. We had a few people after the podcast last week asking about a newsletter. That is free and available to anyone that wants it. All you have to do is write to team at moi, M-W-A-H, dot live, and we'll get it out to you. Yeah, I'd love to get that to you. Yeah, awesome. Um, thank you so much for having us. Had a lot of fun. So did I. So big it's a big mwah. Mwah. <laughs> You were waiting to do that. Bye. I had mwah, mwah. Mwah. Everyone here is kissing each other. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.